0: are the ones that are going to get punched in the face welcome to the million dollar landscaper podcast we're your hosts scott and katie mulchan and we make it easy to start working on not just in your landscaping business we're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue and now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same are you ready to build your business let's get started Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today, we just kind of wanted to talk about something that you can't even run away from this topic right now. It's on the news. <laughs> it's it's everywhere. It's recession. Yep. But my question for you all is, is this a recession or is this an opportunity?
1: That's true. That's true. And one of the reasons why we want to bring this up is this is something we kind of discussed in one of our last uh, Academy live Q&A coaching calls that we do. And I started asking some of the members, you know, what are they doing to prepare for this? Or is this something they're not concerned about? Most of the people that were in there were not too concerned about it overall. They said they have a good feeling about everything. They're being pretty positive. They're, of course, taking some actions, you know, getting more efficient and and just kind of putting away some money and everything. So... Some people were actually looking at kind of redoing their entire business structure in there, which I thought that was interesting. Okay. But no, it is a good conversation. So we kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Um, I think it's, it's important. It's something that we need to be prepared for if it does happen and how you're going to handle it.
0: All right. Well, quick word from our sponsors and we'll be right back with, is this a recession or is it an opportunity?
1: The only app every landscaper needs. Company Cam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no
0: matter where you are. Company Cam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy to use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners with galleries and project timelines, all from your smartphone. CompanyCam, the only app every landscaper needs. Check it out at companycam.com slash million or in your app store. If you run a
1: landscape or lawn care business, you know the work never ends. There's customer service, hiring staff, mountains of paperwork. The to-do list just goes on and on. Plus, you still need to do the actual work that pays your bills. Running your entire business with pen and paper alone is just hard and really plain messy. You know you need a better system to stay on top of everything so nothing falls through the cracks. Jobber is a mobile and online app that helps keep your business organized and looking more professional than ever. With Jobber, you can quote jobs, schedule your crews, send out invoices, Accept payments online all in one place. You won't know how you ran your business without it. Jobber offers free one-on-one coaching to help get you started, and there's no software experience needed. Get paid on time, go paperless, and impress your customers. Try it for free today at getjobber.com forward slash MDL. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use, and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created BusyBusy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. BusyBusy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download BusyBusy Busy Today and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast to get three free months.
0: We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try SendJim. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So, If you haven't already, go to sendjim.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendjim.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes, um, and it's from Mike Tyson, and I just really like the sentiment behind it. And how can we relate this to an upcoming recession? I look at it in two different ways. <laughs> you can either be the one getting punched in the mouth, or you can be the one punching people in the mouth. Very
1: true. Very true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everybody is talking about recession. It's on the news. You, you uh, look on social media. Everybody's talking about it, so...
1: We just actually had this conversation inside the Academy and uh, our monthly live Q&As.
0: Right. So if they're saying this recession's coming and you just kind of are like, "Man, eh, we'll see what happens and you don't really prepare for it and you're just like kind of half-assed and like, whatever, I'll just work harder than everybody else. I'll just kind of keep you know, doing what I've been doing. Then I just really fear that you're going to be the one that's going to end up getting punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can do everything in your power to get more prepared so your business is ready in case the recession happens and if it happens when it happens and all that so what i invite you to do is to look at this you know pending recession as an opportunity to get your company really in tip-top fighting shape because i want you to not only throw a few punches but to be able to sustain a few punches recession or not Every business takes a few blows. It it, just happens.
1: It happened to us in 2008.
0: Yeah, we survived the the housing bubble burst or whatever they called it up to 2008. And I just want you all to be prepared as well, no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. Because you can only out-hustle bad business practices for so long. And we've been really lucky that the past years, they've been pretty good. There's been a lot of work. People have got money. Yep. People are spending their money. And so if you don't have your business practices dialed in, You've probably been able to just keep working, just keep hustling, and you've been fine. Yep. Been there, done it, I understand. But, you know, if a recession does come and people are spending less money and it might be a little bit harder to get work and there's not going to be as many opportunities out there, if you don't have your business in fight and shape, you are you might be the one taking that punch and... There are going to be business owners that don't do anything.
1: Oh yeah, there's people just kind of just, I'll just work harder. I'll, I'll do whatever I can.
0: Yeah, and I really fear that those businesses will be the ones that are going to go down and then they're not going to survive. And mm-hmm. I, I really don't want that for any of you all. So what can you do to get your business into that fighting shape? Personal opinion, I feel like we talk about numbers like all the time. <laughs> but once again, it just really starts with dialing in your numbers. If mm-hmm. you've got your numbers dialed in... I don't know if people realize that if you have your numbers dialed in and if you use the estimating systems that we provide in the academy, you'll know how much, not just gross, but net profit yep. you are going to make on every job. Because gross is fine. And a lot of people talk about that, oh, 50% gross, but that doesn't tell you anything. Because if you don't know what your overhead is, then that could eat up all of that gross profit and you do not know what your net profit mm-hmm. is. And so that I get real irritated when people are like, oh, I'm just doing 50% gross, I'm like, that's only part of the equation. Well,
1: and then part of that, too, is when they say 50% gross, there's a lot of factors that go into that that you don't see, like whether you have all your equipment in overhead or how you're charging for all those things. So there's a lot of different factors. You know, Some people include in their salaries. Some people don't include their salaries. So there's a lot of factors. And when they say 50%, that's just kind of a very, 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 very rough Number to kind of go. It is. Way.
0: It's so generic, kind of. Yes. It just doesn't tell the full story. So you yeah. can't go by that. You have to know your net. That's why mm-hmm. we teach people to go for the net. Yep. <laughs> um, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. And just for an example, twenty percent is a great net. That's you're doing good if you've got twenty percent. And if you've been able to do twenty percent thus far, not in a recession, that's awesome. If a recession comes up and you're bidding out jobs and you're not getting them because people aren't spending the money and you're just still too a little bit high, you can have the luxury of knowing, okay, well, I know my numbers, so I know that I can go down to 18% net, Mm -hmm. 15% net. You can make these informed business decisions about reducing your prices, but you are only reducing them enough to just get the job. You're not reducing them to the point that you are not going to get work. Like the key difference here is that you know what you're doing. You're making an informed business decision. You're not just guessing and hoping that it works out.
1: It's just because you know your numbers, you know. If you're just taking the approach of taking materials and multiplying by two or three or whatever, you're again you're just guessing. You don't know if it's You have
0: no idea what that means. And so how do you know if you can wiggle your price down in order to continue to get work? You don't know, and these are the people once again. They're the ones that are going to get punched in the face. Yep. <laughs> but
1: then there's the other half of it, too, that goes along with knowing your numbers and your estimating portion is the job costing.
0: That's like numbers 2.1. or <laughs> well, That's like the next step. That's it the is. next part. Okay, you know your numbers, and you're getting work, and that's fantastic. Then you have to be doing the job costing because that's mm-hmm. kind of your checks and balances. Yep, exactly. That's making sure that your numbers are on point if you do job costing, and job costing is basically just reviewing your work. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, here's what I estimated this job would cost. I put together the numbers after the fact of what the job actually cost. And compare those two. Did you charge enough? Did you not charge enough? Did you make money? Did you not make money? Because there could be a myriad of factors. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you had like monsoon rain that you weren't expecting. That's like, back to God, there's nothing you could have done about it.
1: Yeah, or your crews are just not being very productive, you know, they you show up to the job site, they're sitting on the front step and they're on their phones or whatever, you know. Well,
0: if you it's- catch them doing that and then you do job costing and you see that they were over in their production hours, then you're like, ooh, we've got an efficiency problem. Mm-hmm. We might need to, you know, nip things up here a little bit. Yep. Once again, you're just, you're able to make informed decisions about your business instead of kind of just blaming employees, guessing and getting mad.
1: Well, and I, after talking to a lot of people, a lot of people don't do job costing.
0: And that's I a mean, critical part of it.
1: It is, and it is. There's no other way to check to see if your estimating is working appropriately or you're, you know, you're charging enough and, you know, estimating enough time or doing all these checks and balances if you're not doing it. We yeah. were pretty fortunate in our business. My my mom, who did all the secretary work, bookkeeping work. She, she did it on every job, job. Every single every job. Every single one. And I encourage you to do that. It, it's
0: If you can't do every single one, start out by pick a handful and mm-hmm. do those. If doing it on every single job seems too overwhelming right now, pick a few key jobs. Because like we said, it's just going to make sure that your estimating is on track. Because maybe you're not estimating enough hours. Maybe you didn't put in enough man hours. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're putting in too many. And so you could be losing out on jobs because you're overbidding just because of your insecurities. Like there's just so many things that go into it.
1: And, And there's programs out there. There's software out there that can help you track even just your hours, you know. One of our sponsors of the podcast, Busy Busy, has the app that, you know, you can punch in that this job is 100 man hours and you can keep track of it through your crews by the time they clock in, clock out or they're synced up. There's all kinds of different things out there. So there's things to make it easier for you rather than just having to sit down. This is what we used to do every day. Oh, well, we're old. So
0: it was like on pencil and paper. But Yeah. yeah. If Busy Busy will work for you, do yeah. it. Yeah, It will pay for itself by just having that information of how long these jobs are actually taking versus how much you mm-hmm. estimated it for.
1: Yeah, so. it's just, you have to do, they go hand in hand. So,
0: yeah, that's our first tip on getting yourself for recession proof. We can't say it enough. Numbers, 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 yep. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a good next step would be looking just at overall efficiency of your mm-hmm. business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is going back to looking at how long is taking a cruise to get out of the shop in the morning, and doing the job costing again, kind of going back is, if you estimate the job at 100 man hours and they're coming at 115 man hours, why? You know, what what's going on there? Is right. it something like a training? If you're not sure um, where to
0: start looking for inefficiencies, use your job costing to help it, highlight that.
1: Yeah, and it's just, there's a lot of different things. And then also looking back, even just the admins type of things, the way you collect the customer's information and getting back to them, there's a lot of things you can do just to be more efficient. Not to harp on my mom, but look at the like how much time she would spend doing the book work. She would do bookkeeping. She would do it by hand and she would do it in cookbooks.
0: Like oh, it was yes. unnecessary. I love your mother. She is a wonderful woman, but she like did that to herself. She did. And, <laughs> and refused to stop. Yes. Like Scott said, she would do payroll a hundred percent by hand in like the old fashioned like ledger book uh, with the little <laughs> tiny squares that you can barely write in. She made me do it by hand too. Not that I'm still bitter. Um <laughs> And she would do it all with a calculator and she would do every single person by hand and then go and do it in the software. Yeah. I'm like, why are we doing this twice? That was her systems of checks and balances, but it would literally take hours. She would would be be... doing it like on Sunday night, uh, completely Mm self-imposed. So please look for things like that. Like where can you just do things a little bit better? Like Scott said, Busy Busy is an app you can use for time tracking. Mm -hmm. If you're finding that your crews aren't writing it down or if it's not efficient for you to use paper or do whatever, yep. use an app. Most people are pretty app savvy these days. Yeah.
1: I actually just read a really good book about all this stuff, getting lean. Um, it's called The Two Second Lean. It's a really good book and i forget the author's name, but he has a company that does, it's more manufacturing, but he talks about the process of becoming lean and the, the five S's and stuff like that. So if you're not what familiar with What are the five it, S's? Um, you can't throw it
0: out if you're not going to say what it
1: is. It. Well, he narrowed down to actually three S's. It's like sweep and, and, and it's just basically simplifying your business and finding ways to become more efficient. One of his tips was everybody needs to be doing this in their business is taking two seconds and looking at how you can improve your business, whatever you're doing. Take just two seconds out of your day to see how you can improve yourself or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing in your job. And I thought that was a really good tip. Just. Two seconds. Everybody has two seconds, and that's a great way to kind of get Ooh, started. And to with piggyback
0: this. Back off of that, and how can you make it one percent better? Yep. You don't have to make catastrophic changes all the times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes take two seconds, and how can you make it one percent better? Because those one percent better will add up and add up and add up.
1: And one cool thing he does, I think it's really cool, is he has his team like record videotape that they made this adjustment to make it this much better. You know, so he highlights that and he posts it on his website. So like.
0: Oh, like the team reports on themselves how they they, did something better? They they
1: highlight it to the entire company. Like, oh, they, again, they went. They do manufacturing, but they highlighted like on their conveyor the belt, like how they adjusted this or made this mm-hmm. week, and it just just those little things. And this is something you can do in your business. So it just
0: well, that'll give your employees like uh, a little bit of buy-in for your business if they know that their opinions matter <laughs> and that what they're doing, that you listen to it and you have a say. They, that could really yeah. be great for building team morale. So. Yeah.
1: So that, again, the the book was two second lean. I'm actually going to be purchasing the book. There's a lot of things in there that have been better off to have. I mean, it's a good good listen. Were you
0: reading it? Oh, you were I, I, audible. Yeah, I was doing okay. audible.
1: Um, but it'd be a good one to have. Is uh, I do that a lot of times too. Sometimes
0: I'll listen to a book, and if it's really good, I'll yeah, buy the book so yeah, I guess so, sometimes but check you need it out. The
1: book. It's a good way to look at your efficiency.
0: All right. So, okay, you got your numbers. Um, if you get yourself efficient, then. I think another good thing that you can do is just train, train, train and give your employees training and give them systems because the better that you prepare your employees to succeed, the better off your company will be. The more you train them, the more that they know what you want them to do, the more they're doing it how you want them to do it, the more efficient they're going to be. It's just going to make everything better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes people think or they'll get in the mindset of like, ah, oh, it just takes time, you know. But even if you spend 10 to 15 minutes like every week, just doing some kind of simple training. And it might just be something simple as starting off how to hook up a trailer correctly, you know, how to check your trailer. I or have just had
0: things. people have trailers like because they had the wrong size um, ball mm-hmm. and the trailers hopped off. Yep. So just as simple as here's how you look on the trailer where you can mm-hmm. see what size ball you need.
1: Yep, And just pick a topic and, and make a plan. And every single week, just pick a topic and just talk about it and teach mm-hmm. everybody how to do it.
0: Well, everybody's real quick to hop on their employees and be like, oh, they're so dumb or they did this wrong. They did mm-hmm. that wrong. I just invite you to look at what did you do to set them up to win? Because mm-hmm. it's back to that job costing and it's back to the numbers. If they're doing their jobs efficiently and they know what they're doing, that's going to do nothing but improve your numbers.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you really start looking at and, you know, if you go on like there's tons of different like field trips you can do looking at companies and you start looking at what they're doing, they're doing these meetings. Some are actually doing these meetings every single day. Mm-hmm. Going back to the two-second lean, that company there that I was talking about, they spend an hour in the morning of non-productive time like cleaning and stuff, and, but then having these meetings and training and stuff. Right. But they're finding they're in the long well, run. Well, if you're a big you know,
0: manufacturing company, that probably pays off in yeah, the end. But, but just, how can you do that in a way that balances out your business? Yeah. Like Scott said, maybe it's 15 minutes once a week. Maybe it's a half hour once yep. a week.
1: Just whatever it is, just pick something. Yeah, and don't
0: be afraid to play around with it a little bit. Start with 15 minutes and see if that works. And then maybe if you need to bump it to 20, try that. And then if you find that that's too long, bump it back down to 15. Don't be afraid to mess around with it a little bit.
1: As we say, do it dirty. Just get started.
0: Exactly. Another good tip is just now's a real good time. If you don't have a good accountant, get one. We've got an episode, a few episodes back about why you need a good accountant. Go back and listen to that (laughs) and have a nice heart to heart with your accountant. Look at your cash flow. Look at your debt management. Look at all of those things right now.
1: Absolutely. You have to be looking at all the, again, it goes back to the numbers, but you have to be looking at the numbers, but you have to understand them and they have to be correct in your system. And an accountant will help you get that all organized and set up. Yes, a good accountant will help you. Get it set up properly in your QuickBooks or your accounting software, whatever you're using, to make sure you're getting the accurate data. Because, you know, garbage in, garbage out. So, if you don't have good information in that, you're not going to get the appropriate numbers you need to monitor the cash flow and make sure you're, you know, you're paying your bills in time and all that stuff. If you don't mm-hmm. have that, you, you're going to be making incorrect decisions
0: right make whoever your financial advisor is or your accountant mm-hmm. make them your best friend right now and then
1: they'll help you they can a good accountant will help you advise you on like whether you should be buying some new equipment or not buying can you equipment. afford it
0: can you not yeah. yeah
1: so they can help you with all this stuff so it's important to have a good accountant Ah,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and just a last tip is to just kind of think about your clientele is what you're offering and what you're doing right now how recession proof is it do mm-hmm. you need to adjust at all
1: Yeah, yeah. You can be looking at your client and how you do everything from communicating with them, how you deliver your services to them. Are you over delivering to them in certain things? You know, there's a lot of things you can do just to kind of over deliver to your client that they don't even expect. And that's going to help keep those clients even when times get hard because they're be like oh they, they do such a good job if it's
0: something that's like repeat business yeah, yeah yeah
1: especially as like lawn maintenance or irrigation services or something like that it's important so what can you do to over deliver and keep those customers and keep them happy it's easier to sell to current customers than it is to go out and find new customers and sell to them
0: mm-hmm. and just for an example because we survived the, the 2008 housing bubble at that time we had because housing was like going and going and going, we had been doing a lot of work for builders. Mm-hmm. But we knew that it was coming. They're like, it's gonna burst, the bubble's gonna burst, there's not gonna be as much building. So we preemptively switched away from working with predominantly builders to working with high income yeah, residential. residential. Yep. Because we're like, well, this is this isn't gonna work. If we continue to have working with builders be, you know, seventy five percent of our landscaping services, that's really gonna hurt us. So just an example, take a look at the kind of services you're providing and see where they line up.
1: Yeah. And again, just kind of looking at in that aspect, looking at who your current customers are and will they be the ones that will help continue to pay your bills over the time, you know, if, if a recession hits.
0: Right. And I'm trying to think of a, of a nice way to say this. If you're, if you're doing a whole bunch of just like real low, like if you're mowing yards for like 20 bucks. Those might be the people that are don't have a lot of money. They might be the first ones that have to pull that kind of service. So, yeah, it's
1: it's kind of a luxury item for some of those people. So they may not be able to afford it, or you know. And
0: yeah, well, and say, now I'm like, and think about inflation because if you tie that all in there <laughs> as well, like if inflation's gone up ten percent, your prices better be going up ten yeah, percent. Absolutely. So that's all. <laughs> that's all just going to play in such an important part. So these are all things you've got to think about so you are not getting punched in the face. Yep. And if you have your numbers dialed. And if you take advantage of like the estimating systems and everything that we have, that will take account of all this inflation and all that, because all of your rising costs should be passed on to your customers, Uh, your material Hmm. costs, your equipment costs. You should see people's jaws drop when Scott actually sits down and goes through their numbers with them and they see how much their vehicles and their equipment is costing them. equipment
1: is like a huge eye-opening thing. Talk about getting
0: a punch in the face. It's like a slap for every single one of them.
1: Oh, yeah. When I show them, I was doing this to a client the other day talking to them about just, I made up an example of like a $10,000 truck going through the maintenance costs and fuel costs and everything. And show them at the end of the year, it costs for that truck that costs $10,000, not saying you're paying it all up front, but for that equipment to be able to maintain it, put a little bit of money away for a future truck and everything, it was costing like $12,000 something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no way. I went back and showed them just the fuel alone was $8,000 right now. And that was estimated a little bit high. I think I had like $6.50 a gallon, but it wasn't crazy. I mean, even if it went down $7,000, that's still a lot of money right there for fuel. And if you're not charging your customers for that, you're losing out.
0: That's what I was going to say. If you're nervous about it, if you're nervous that you're not going to be able to cover your costs and do all this, this is even more reason to get in the Academy now. Get your numbers on point now because that way you know that you're recouping those costs. So Mm -hmm. I I segued from, went from recession to inflation, I'm all (laughs) over the place. It it does, it all ties together. And I just don't want you to be that company that's not taking any action. And like I said, you're the one getting punched in the face. Because there are going to be people that do nothing, and they're just like, oh, I'll be fine. And they're going to go under or... They're going to just be robbing their family of money. They're going to be the ones that are like, well, I really worked hard all season and now I'm so broke. And I (laughs) want that for absolutely no one. Yeah,
1: it's, it's true. It's true. We witnessed it, like I said, here in our area. People struggled, and some people just end up closing the doors because they weren't They didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, it's not like they did bad work or anything. It's They just didn't understand. I they don't were prepared.
0: know many landscapers that go out because their work is terrible. It's because they have bad business practices, they don't know their numbers, and they're not doing all the stuff that yeah. we talk about. And we're not doing this to scare you. I am not trying to fear monger. I just want everybody to be prepared. Like, I just want more for you guys. I want everybody to be make money and, and to be successful because there is enough business out there, but you're going to have to just be smart about it. Mm-hmm. So
1: absolutely. And it, it's an important too to kind of have a positive mindset going through this. I mean, sometimes it's going to be hard, trust me, but you have to may, be positive through it and talk to your team about this and mm-hmm. let them know what's going on and communicate. Yeah, would. You know, we may be slowing down. We may be going down, you know, to only eight hours a day instead of 10 if that's what you're doing. Explain to them and let them know what's going on and communicate with them, you know, is that we're doing everything I can to to keep going. But knowing
0: your numbers and all of that stuff is going to give you the confidence you need Mm, to keep a good attitude because then you are proactively taking control of your numbers and you know what is going on. Nothing is going to be like this, like, oh, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) You're going to have an idea of what's going on. So then you're not as reactive. People get downtrodden and get into, you know, get like an upset mindset when they're just reacting to things that are terrible that are acting or happening to them. Well, so. a
1: lot of times when people are in that reactive mode and just fighting, they make bad decisions. And just because Cause you're just in fight reactive. or flight. Yeah. yeah. You're
0: like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I have to just do what's going to like solve the problem like immediately right yeah. now. Yeah. and
1: There's it's- no. They'll they'll take on that job even though they're not going to make money just to keep their eyes busy. But you just if you're losing money, then what's the point? You're just chasing
0: so, your tail. Yeah,
1: you're just gonna eventually just gonna hurt yourself financially, and, and even, I mean you're gonna be hurting your family, but you're going to hurt your employees' families and everybody else. So yeah. You can't take your customers if you go out of business. So
0: yeah. So I, I guess just remember, yeah, diamonds are created under pressure. You got this. You can do it. The tools are out there. The tools are available. We do have some one-on-one slots left in the academy if you're interested in that we've got group coaching available either way you can get all of your questions answered we've got the resources that you need they're in there yep dig in now before before you get punched in the mouth
1: yep
0: <laughs> that's my that's just my word of advice I, i'm just i'm being serious i just i want more for everybody than just trying to scrap it out and being like I will just make it by the skin of my teeth. I really, I really want more for everybody than that. So yeah,
1: no, I think the Mike Tyson quote sounded <laughs> <up> pretty good. <laughs> <well>,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready for a few questions? All right, let's do it. All right, if you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do?
1: Like I knew they were following you around. Yeah. Uh, probably take care of some of my small stuff, just the little things I don't want to deal with, like emailing people back or just taking care of those little stuff that I don't have time for. <laughs> Perfect, love it. Okay.
0: What technology do you uh, wish existed? If it doesn't currently. Ooh. Um.
1: I don't know technology. There's so much technology out there. Like, I, big, I, man. I don't know. I don't. All I mean, right. there's there's tons of things out there that we just don't take advantage of right now. That I don't think that I don't know. I, don't well,
0: know. I, I think the obvious answer is teleportation. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, I didn't know, watch enough Star Trek I guess I'm growing up
0: it was an obvious answer that was like I threw you like a softball and you just whiffed on it <laughs> alright who'd play you in a movie?
1: Maybe there's some tough ones today I mean you could for pick. your sake you'd want to be like Captain America I don't know well, Chris name. Evans you yeah you'd probably want that for preferably. me preferably yeah that would be but,
0: amazing thank you <laughs> <laughs> that your, was that we are going to go with just to make me happy sure I
1: mean I could say the Hulk but I don't think that's Accurate,
0: um, like Lou Ferrigno Hulk, yeah, yeah. or yeah. the new uh, what's it? Mark Ruffalo, yeah, or I don't know, who plays I'm it now?
1: Bad with actors' names, I don't know. Oh, so. okay.
0: Well, because I did that. I well, I used to watch the Hulk when I was a kid. I, did too. I yeah. So I did like the Lou Ferrigno Hulk. Okay, <laughs> anyway, now it's turned into a superhero conversation. All right. Anyway, recession. Look at it as an opportunity to get your business in fighting shape. because um, sometimes it takes something like well. this to kind of if you've been dragging your feet about it and you've been like just kind of getting by. And you're like, eh, I don't know what to do. Join the academy now. Recession proof yourself now. Like, Hopefully, that will inspire you to take some action. Well,
1: one thing to kind of look at the people that made it through the last recession, yeah. especially early on, they had their businesses in tip top shape. They, they knew all the stuff, they knew the numbers, they were efficient. And that's what they had to do to be prepared. And they worked their way through well, it, and they if came you out of
0: there. Like, hang ahead with the of big others. kids. That's what you have to do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: guys. Well, thanks for joining us today and have a great day. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message.